All right. Good times. So like that was fun. I just started the podcast recording and the boys just stopped talking because that's how we do things. You were talking and then I know that I stopped. And then I was expecting a reply. Look, a lot of things have changed right now, but we have to keep some things consistent. (laughs) Including when you start recording, we get quiet. We clam up. Yeah. Well Well, Fuck it. Welcome back to Dance Robot. Thanks, everybody. You're, uh, I'm not going to read this thing because fucking dumb. I'm Mark. Uh, I'm here in Milton with my brother, Paul, who's downstairs. Hi, I'm uh, downstairs sitting in a dimly lit room, uh, making the best of things in this, <laughs> in this dark time. Mark and I are gray gardensing it. In Milton. He's made this reference like three times and I don't know what he's talking about. But either way, we're also here with Tim joining us from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, it is actually really nice out down here. Really weird and quiet, but uh, yep, also self isolating for the duration. Yeah, we're all uh, self isolating. So we are like every other podcaster in the world. I think at this point, most podcasters like self isolating, not a new occurrence for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a new occurrence for me, anyway. So this has been kind of like, all right, I'm just going <laughs> with the flow here. I can rock and roll this. Like I can manage this. I know how to do not talking to anybody or leaving the house ever. Yeah, quite good. What I don't get is like I don't the the whole like thing where people are like I don't know what to do with my time. Like what what, what should I do? Is like like I have so many movies and comics and shit that like I could be reading. Like I also have a fucking house that I need to finish backing up too. So there's that, yeah. but like, yep. I'm, <laughs> I do not understand these people like, Oh, I'm going stir crazy. Like I need to go out and do shit. I'm like, no, don't just, <laughs> just do shit at home. Yeah. Just <laughs> clean something. That's what yeah, I watch doing. something. Watch one of the million things you've never watched before. Go back and watch something. That's your favorite again. Or, Whatever. So, like, the amount of video game people that I know who are always bitching that they can't cut through their backlog. I'm like, you're being forced yeah. to stay at home. Fucking turn your PlayStation on. Like, that's mm. what Paul and I have been doing. We've been like, when I'm not working, I'm just, like, cutting through my backlog or, like, replaying stuff that I've been meaning to replay. Because, like, what the yeah. fuck else are you going to do right now? So Dive into those shame piles fucking face yeah. first. That's, and that's basically what I did. I put all my, like, two play games in one folder. And I'm like, these are gone in the next two months. Like, I'm playing these these games now. Because, like, there's, what the fuck else do you do, right? So, yeah. may as well enjoy it and get through the stuff that you've been meaning to get to. So, very exciting. So, that's kind of the news also for this week. Because, like, there's no fucking news. Everything's canceled. Uh, the, the biggest news story I saw, Lyle Wagoner from the Wonder Woman 77 show passed yeah. away this week which is sad but you know also he lived a fairly long life and had an awesome career where he got to make out with linda carter on screen so like yeah. that's a bigger win than i've ever had i think so good <laughs> yeah, for him he was, man he was 85 and he was definitely i mean i i think i might prefer him to chris pine as uh, steve trevor i don't know if i could actually identify his performance in that show anymore like it's been so long since i've seen any of it and like most of my memories of that show are just linda carter just being linda carter in that outfit so yeah fair enough i mean there's that yeah the the only other news i had uh is that unfortunately the rumored butthole cut of cats does not exist <laughs> so Alicia had to tell me that that was trending on twitter this morning oh shit well i saw i, I saw the same thing it was trending late last night on twitter and i was like oh is this real because i'll watch cats if i can watch <laughs> it for buttholes like i'll do that 
I'll do that because I'm. Is that your fetish, Mark? Is cat cat animals? Not at all. But like, if they're gonna put them in the movie, I'm gonna fucking look. You know what I mean? It's like when you watch Jurassic Park and you hear like, yeah, Steven Spielberg made us take all the assholes off all the dinosaurs. You know, like <laughs> all the dicks. Yeah, like no no, no dino no, no dino dicks no, no dino ass dino dangles no dino dangles. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I get I bet I mean like life finds a way you know so whatever <laughs> somewhere like, in there that's what somebody needs to do while they're like self quarantine or self isolated is like go through every frame of Jurassic Park with a fine tooth comb in like 4K and like find the one frame where somebody snuck in a dino penis that's it. That's 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 our draw. That, that's what that's we'll do mission. this weekend, Paul. We'll do that this weekend. That's yeah. what we're doing. We have nothing better to do, so we'll just watch <laughs> Jurassic Park four times and like see if we can identify a T Rex butthole somewhere in there. And just like, <laughs> or even better, I'll I'll learn how to do like the the tracking up application on footage in like After Effects, and I'll just get a butthole and like start putting it on T Rexes and stuff, <laughs> and just uploading the footage to YouTube and getting sued by Universal. It'll be good times. <laughs> it will be. Good times. That's not a. Is that a Universal? It was Universal. Yeah, yeah, it was. And Universal's got nothing better to do because, like, they along with everybody else has like suspended production on everything. Yes, which is like the next thing. Like everything has basically been canceled. Like we've got A-list actors down with the coronavirus. Like Vince McMahon has actually seen the light and has canceled WrestleMania, which is like good. Almost as difficult a thing to accomplish as curing the coronavirus, apparently. So like, <laughs> there is that. Yeah, Idris Elba's got it. Tom Hanks got it. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy this week. I think the last thing we're going to get that's new is like we're going to get to finish Picard and then we're fucked for new stuff for the foreseeable future, most likely. Westworld just started. Yeah, okay, so we'll get Westworld, I guess. That's true. But then it's like, what happens after that? (laughs) And we still got like most of a season of Breaking Bad. Oh, you better call Saul. Uh, Sorry, yeah, better call Saul. That's what I meant. Yeah, Uh, I'm just waiting for that to get dumped so I can binge it. Like in a day, because what the fuck else am I going to do with my time at this point? Yeah. So, yeah, I think at this point, it's like it's podcasts and like YouTube time to shine, guys. Like we got to start producing content or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. what I've been doing is spending a lot of time listening to podcasts while I'm working and stuff. So, well, I'm going to have lots of time because I was supposed to be on vacation next week. And uh, now it is a staycation. Yeah. So you guys are. Uh, we're, we're home with no work all next week. So packing. Figure out something Yay. Yeah, have fun packing. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Nice. All right. Well, I'm, like, I'm assuming Tim doesn't have any other news unless he did find he does some it. miracle. How did you find news? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, a lot of it is coronavirus. Like, free comic book day has been postponed, which is not surprising. Uh, the one that is that I did share on our Facebook, which is kind of a golden or silver lining, is that uh, George R. R. Martin says that he's writing daily on the winds of winter right now. See, no, no, I don't want to report on fucking rumors and bullshit. Like, we got to stop this crap because that we know he's lying and he's playing fucking <laughs> wow. You know he's lying and playing wow. Come on, guys, get with. He's never. You're never getting those books. You're never getting them. It's not happening. <laughs> you got the show. Be happy. That's what you get you know what i mean because i guarantee you he's gonna treat you worse when he writes the book (laughs) yeah and then the other sort of cool thing um and this is also coronavirus related but universal is starting well a lot of studios are starting to release first run movies for streaming at the same time that they're releasing them in theaters uh in parts because they're fucking like scrambling and they're like oh my god we're gonna lose a bunch of money on these movies but that is i think that's going to be a lasting effect you know because there are like homebound people there are people that don't feel comfortable going to a movie theater for whatever reason or can't physically go to a movie theater so i think that that 
would be a really cool side effect of all this if those people can, you know, get access to big, you know, first run movies right when they come out. I have said it before and I will say it again. If I could have watched Avengers Endgame for the first time in 4K in my basement without the fucking mouth breathers around me. Yeah. Actually, Endgame probably would have been the one movie where I would have wanted to watch it with a crowd. But like almost everything else, I would rather just sit in my basement and watch it on my giant TV with my giant sound system by myself where I can pause it every once in a while and do shit. But like I'm all for the, the first run stuff coming home first as quickly as possible even if i gotta pay a premium to get it as the first run thing like paying like 25 bucks for the whatever it is i know you can get them fucking like 50 bucks to go to the theater by the time you've like you know gone with your friend and like gotten popcorn or whatever yeah and then the only other thing i had i mean there is a lot of like pretty cool stuff that you know various like creators and shit are doing to kind of help people stem the cabin fever sort of thing even though we're only like a few days into it right now so it's gonna get worse from here but like there's all this shit like you know people putting like huge libraries of like works of art online so that you can look through them like virtual tours of museums and historical places and that kind of thing and so i like i like like seeing that kind of stuff too you know it's a yeah. sort of a you know nice nice bit of solidarity yeah and and i think like judge dread put like all like 400 of its issues or something like that for free that you can just look at now and yeah. well that's good you, you most people should probably read that to prepare for the next 10 years because it feels <laughs> like we're going to be living in a mega city shortly so yeah. <laughs> i for one welcome our judge overlords so <laughs> there's that <laughs> you're just gonna go on the record on that right now hey i'm gonna hey man those guys are nasty and i would rather be on their good side way ahead of the game than <laughs> the other thing because i've read a lot of those old 2000 ad issues because i like judge dread and those guys are fucking awful yeah. awful 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 <laughs> did you guys hear about that library that someone created in minecraft to i uh, did it's cool to send out banned articles to uh countries who haven't banned minecraft so if you uh are living in a country like china where you can't access certain news files you can access them through minecraft and someone yeah. created this huge repository which i thought was really cool so yeah 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 i did see that my like immediate skepticism there is like people are using it to share fucking bullshit misinformation as well but hopefully that's not happening hopefully it's reputable sources that have just been you know stomped out by authoritarian governments freedom of information that's been my like i mean mission even more so than usual this week is like trying to fucking stem the tide of bullshit information and shit that's like hidden amongst like good information is like oh here like you know the mortality rates and stuff but if you gargle salt water you'll be fine i'm like no 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 that is not okay yeah gargle salt water is that yeah is that somebody check your fucking sources people you know what i really have enjoyed is i haven't heard from an anti-vaxxer in a couple weeks like have you heard (laughs) McSweeney's put out an article that was like uh, missing anti-vaxxers or something like that. (laughs) Because usually there's that shits all over Reddit uh, all the time. And the last couple of weeks, it's been like, they've been real fucking quiet all of a sudden. I wonder what's, uh, I wonder what that's about. That's interesting. I I saw somebody else that had posted a a picture uh, that was like, here's a picture of all of the vitamins that will help you to combat uh, coronavirus. And it was just like they're empty counter <laughs> some fucking hand soap basically fucking idiots <laughs> wash your fucking hands that's basically yeah. the, the message that we have yeah the only oh you know what i didn't mention is like we have specs on both the xbox series x and the playstation 5 they're both very powerful machines that's about the extent of the news that i would want to get into on that because 
who gives a shit about teraflops until we see some games, kids. But uh, yeah. there is that to go pour over if you're into video game stuff. They're, like they have announced specs and like started talking about how these machines are going to operate, and they are pretty and intense. Yeah, but it's all theoretical at this point. Like there, no, well, the hardware is there and running. Like the Digital Foundry guys got their hands on a Series X and ran Gears Five on it and stuff. So yeah, they're saying that um, PS Five is better for like on-the-go processing or something like that, whereas the uh, Xbox is going to be... It just has a huge amount of power all the time. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes when the, the actual games come out. The Digital Foundry, I think, is going to be an even more important resource when these two machines come out because it's going to yeah. be like... They're so neck and neck. Yeah, they're so neck and neck. Like the the like they're both built on the same platform, and they're, it's it's pretty crazy. I'm sure some software engineer out there is fucking or hardware engineer out there is just like whichever one of you of the dozen people who listen to this podcast are actually listening to this. That is a hardware engineer, but ro- like rolling their fucking eyes at our description of it. So I apologize, but go watch the Digital Foundry stuff, and you can know more. So that's like that's the news. That's probably the shortest news we've ever done. Yep, basically, uh, we're into Geek of the Week now. Geek of the week. Geek of the week. I can hear Paul yelling through the floor. It's <laughs> off-putting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I can hear you stomping like t- ten seconds ago. So, like, <laughs> well, I like to do. I like to do kick like kick drum while I'm sitting here. You know what I mean? So you can hear me tapping all the time. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. All right, <laughs> beautiful. So, what's your geek of the week then? I'm talking to you, Paul. You, because I was just talking to you. <laughs> All right. Continuity of conversation would indicate you, I would assume. So. Well, this is a podcast. We don't have continuity of conversation. We have identify person and speak. But I'm still kicking through Final Fantasy XIV, like making really fast, intense progress. And I got to be an asshole because someone tried to blame the healer for the party wipe. I haven't done this in a long time, so I'm like geeking out about it. But like... Final Fantasy has like really easy to see like dodgeable boss mechanics where if the boss is going to do an attack, there's a big orange circle or something on the ground that is easy to avoid. And the damage dealers decide that they don't want to dodge these things and then blame the healers for us not resurrecting them for doing stupid shit. And like I got to get on my high horse for the first time in a long time. So that was good times. And yeah, I've just been enjoying my life as a white mage because it's keeping me from going absolutely crazy. Good times. <laughs> yep. Tim? My geek of the week, I mean, I've been catching up on shit, you know, because there's not a whole, can't really leave the house a whole lot right now. So, uh, in particular, I finished off the recent season of Doctor Who, and holy hell, it finished strong. The last couple episodes were really excellent, and I I very much enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay. I heard the opposite. I heard it fell off a fucking cliff. Yeah. I heard a couple spots where I, like, maybe just anecdotally, like, I was just reading, like, headlines and stuff, but, like, the subreddit wasn't happy, and... (laughs) Um, I don't usually take YouTube headlines as like gospel, but there was like a glut of them being like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, oh, okay. All right. I'll have to take a look. I haven't gotten into this season yet. I was kind of stalled out in the last season and I'll get to it eventually at some point. It's Doctor Who. I'll watch it. It's just more of a matter of when I'll get to it. I mean, like any season, it had its high points and its low points, but like overall, I think it was stronger than, yeah, than the previous season. And uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed the way that it finished off. I don't want to, you know, give give any spoilers because there's a lot of like sort of deep 
time lord lore kind of shit that goes on and that's all i'll say cool uh no we'll get i'll get into it eventually i always get into doctor who eventually so for me i've been oh man it's it's been crazy like doing web dev and doing all kinds of stuff but i've been playing bloodstained again so the castlevania-esque game that we were talking about a couple months ago i'm just finally playing it on a console as opposed to pc getting those trophies on playstation since i was gonna just start another run on control but i decided to pause and I'll do something else first before I go back to control and rip through that again. And it's fun. Paul's been hearing me swear at it a little bit. It's annoying, but <laughs> the, yeah, that first few hours in the castle is pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. The difficulty curve on that game is pretty intense or like at least early on is very like it's high. It's very hard at first. And then you kind of ease into like you get the powers and you can kind of navigate a little bit more easily. But the first like two to maybe four hours just dying. Every time you like switch rooms or something like that, just getting your yeah, just getting beat up. It's rough. So now I've got my my shards a little bit more better aligned or whatever the hell, and things are working a little bit better. But yeah, so I'm doing that, and I've got like the stack of games. I mean, I figure at this point we were just talking about it. Like my my shame pile is totally going to start getting chipped at now. Like I've had Days Gone sitting there all year, and I haven't really touched it. I I know Modern Warfare is finally hitting sale prices, which I'll, I'll pick up eventually, and then. Like, I still have, like, I didn't play the Shadow of the Colossus remake last year, and I got a couple games that I need to pick at and pick through, so. And now I'm seeing a lot of people clamoring online for Steam to just do their summer sale early. Well, like, Sony put up, like, their, like, the March Madness sale, and everybody's like, oh, they just, they called the pandemic sale something else. That's cute. Like, I was like, (laughs) yeah, well, I'd just be having a month-long flash sale if I were Microsoft and Sony right now, because Nintendo's had a big eShop sale going all week. And I think the, I think the Xbox sale was bigger than average this week. Because of obviously, like, if I were them, I'd just be like, put everything on sale. I mean, you have a captive audience. Like, if there's a bunch of people who are patient gamer waiting for stuff to come out and they've got all the time in the world, now's the time to get like that $30 you may not get for control from anybody else, kind of thing, or whatever, like, whatever game, right? Kind of thing. Just put them all on sale. Because at that point, like, if something's on sale for 30 bucks and I'm bored out of my fucking mind, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'll pay 30 bucks for it because i'm bored out of my fucking mind and plus it's just good brand equity right like it's good to just be able to say you know build that good reputation with gamers and say like hey we had your back when fucking shit hit the fan yeah yeah i'm surprised because like um i had uh, adobe uh we were talking before this is for the audience but like our the service we use to record the podcast remotely is giving us free time right now and i also got two free months of a creative cloud. So I'm like, give me some free fucking Xbox live or like game pass or something like that. So that I can keep playing while we're supposed to be stuck at home. Cause yeah. So shout out to Zencaster who we used to record this podcast for sure, for stepping up and basically giving everybody like premium accounts for the duration of this. bullshit. Yep. Cause it worked out quite nicely for us and we will continue to abuse that as long as we can. Cause (laughs) sweet free remote recording comes in handy. All right. So it's like uh, meat of the episode time. I did all. Th- we all did geek of the week, right? I we didn't did. fuck that up. All right, good. Yep. So meat of the episode: <laughs> shark repellent bat meat. Yeah. All right. Okay. So like, god damn, it's Batman time, guys. So we obviously review a lot of movies. It's Batman time. Fucking this a. isn't really Batman. <laughs> This is more Batman than we even realized Batman. Yeah, 
this is more Batman than what you're going to get for the next four times we do this, too. So saddle up, kids. <laughs> so we like reviewing movies and we like Batman. So I've been clamoring to kind of do all the movies at some point or another. And now that we're all in lockdown, it's time to watch some fucking Batman movies. So I got the boys to watch Batman. Uh, the Sorry, I guess Batman the movie is the official title of this piece, but it's probably easier to identify it as Batman 66 the movie. Yeah, so we're going to start doing Batman movies. Every time I host, you're going to have a Batman movie to watch. This is the first one. Batman 66 is it. It was interesting. (laughs) So, yeah. So, we start in the way, way back machine in the 60s um, with Batman, the Adam West Batman. Paul and I watched it together. It was a total fucking, like mind fuck i hadn't seen it in years i had completely forgotten how insane it is and we're just gonna like have a little chat about like batman but first i wanted to ask a couple questions so like did you watch this batman growing up like are you comfortable with 66 like bill dozier adam west batman like is this stuff you saw growing up I mean, it was on, what was it? I think it was on YTV, like uh, either either on, because I, I went home for lunch and I think it might have mm-hmm. been on at lunch hours and maybe also after school, depending on mm-hmm. like what grade I was in. And yeah. it, they would do like two or three episodes back to back or something like that. So I, I remember I've probably seen every episode of this fucking series like multiple times. Yeah. Um, and then they, they ended up, I don't know that I ever seen the movie in one piece like this before. Because I think that they had broken it up into episodes at one point and put it into the the run of the TV show. It's possible. I don't know. Uh, I know I I'd seen the movie like Dad rented it from the library at some point when we were kids, and I was like, they made a movie of this. Why? <laughs> but cool. All right. Also, what yeah. happened to Catwoman? That's not Catwoman. It wasn't until I got to the part where they started like doing dehydrating and rehydrating people that i was like okay i've definitely seen this be- at least yes. this part before yeah. and like that is very fucking memorable so yeah I, I wasn't positive that i'd actually seen i don't think i've actually seen the this movie in its entirety in one sort of sitting like this before i've seen it sort of broken up into episodes yeah my uh, relationship with this series is pretty much the same like ytv and space network used to show this a lot if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. Yep. And we, yeah, I used to watch it after school or on days where I didn't go to school when, you know, you're staying homesick and there's nothing else on but Price is Right, Judge Judy, quote unquote sick. (laughs) What else? And Batman, pretty much. I'm in the same boat as Tim as well in terms of what I've seen. Like, I was vaguely familiar with some of the parts of the Batman movie and I feel like I had seen parts of it before, but I've definitely seen the entire series run at some point or another, probably not in episode order, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's not so that much matters. continuity that you must have missed then <laughs> between, yeah. <laughs> between these episodes. I know it was yeah. just so always, tightly controlled. I was just always waiting for Batgirl to pop up. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Just always waiting yeah, exactly. Anytime you got one of those openings where, where Batgirl was in it, you're like, yup, I'm here for it. Yeah. Which, which I find hilarious because you think that would ruin the vibe that you seem to enjoy so much about this movie and that this is the <laughs> gayest Batman I've ever laid eyes on. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, like, I grew up watching this show as well, kind of the same way Tim did. Uh, it was on, must have been YTV or some bullshit, and there was, like, an hour of it every day because they played the two episodes. And the, this, the series is formatted that way because it originally aired Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, and you get the first half hour on Tuesday and then come back on Thursday for the conclusion and then start again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Yep. Yep. So I, I watched the shit out of this growing up because, like, when we were growing up, Bat 
hysteria was it batmania they called it batmania mm-hmm. or whatever kind of coming up into the 1989 movie this show got played constantly because of that and uh i was very familiar with it growing up and had seen every episode probably the same way kind of just whatever more recently like this is a cartoon to me at this point i almost lumped this in with batman brave and the bold where i can just toss it on in the background and it's so ridiculous that it's just like a cartoon noise kind of thing happening back there biff pam yeah yeah exactly it's like i have the dvds of this and i've watched it like as a batman nerd kind of thing here and there um also i'm a big fan of julie newmar in that outfit so which we will talk about a couple (laughs) more times before this episode's out because that was my big disappointment from this was like oh yeah it's not julie newmar Catwoman. yeah it's not like terrible but like she's so milquetoast compared to like julie newmar and eartha kit it's like oh yeah that's sad, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So, yeah, so this is, like, kind of the Batman I grew up with and the Batman that, like, for a long time, I think, like, a lot of people I kind of, like, cast aside a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, no, that's that's not Batman. Shh. Like, we don't talk about that one. That's that's <laughs> fucked up and cartoony. We don't talk about that. I have this weird appreciation for it as an adult where I'm like, this is just ridiculous camp nonsense now. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's a cartoon. Like it's a live action cartoon. It's yeah. so great. So it's a show, and the show and this movie like clearly knew their audience. Like they were mm. these were people that were looking for ridiculous fun camp, and this fucking show just delivers in spades. And I gotta give all of these actors mad props to be able to deliver some of these fucking oh. <laughs> horrible lines with a straight oh. face. Oh, oh man. man. Well, like with a straight face. I mean, the only person who keeps a straight face for this entire movie are Batman and Robin. Everybody else is like just on the cusp of cracking. And because of their characters, you can totally accept it, right? Like uh, yeah. you're watching Frank know, Gorshin say some of this shit and he's spazzing out. Burgess Meredith fucking keeps it together pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's he true. He's a pro, though. He's an old fucking pro by this point. So yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine keeping a straight face while fucking Cesar Romero and Frank Gorshin are running around <laughs> pelvic thrusting into my fucking face as you're playing the penguin. Because they're, they're like coked to the fucking gills the whole time while you're watching this. And he's just trying to like play it straight penguin, like, like quacking away as yeah. much as he can. But he's still just like. He looks so mellow and laid back compared to Cesar Romero and Frank Gorshin. Like, even in their first scene, he's like, looks like a wallflower compared to these two fucking maniac spazzes just running around with like that. I mean, goddamn, the package on Frank Gorshin and those fucking Joker tights is like, it's almost (laughs) like it almost deserves a credit on its own. So. This yeah. Unlike and, unlike uh, Burt Ward's package that had to be medically shrunk down with pills, fucking tucked. He's tucked the whole movie and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So like Batman sixty six, the movie. So like broad strokes, what did you guys think? I'm just curious because like it's. I know neither of you guys have watched it in a long time, and this is like a zany, intense experience to have. So I just kind of like. Give me the give me your top level shit. Both the boys have just face like Picard face palmed <laughs> and are shaking their fucking heads at me like, why did you make us do this? Because like I don't know what to say. So have fun. I'm no stranger to like camp weirdness because I watch a lot of that kind of stuff, like Russ Myers movies or John Waters. Like I'm that's kind of part of like. I would like I to point out that like a lot of this, I was like, man, I see like of what little I've seen of Drag Race. There's a good chunk of it that comes out of this. Like, there's a <laughs> lot. There's some lines that are coming right across. So the style of it 
feeds into each other like just like the camp we don't give a shit like yeah and this would be an example i think of like aware camp uh, like susan sondheim says that there's like two kinds of camp there's like naive camp that doesn't know and mm-hmm. isn't really in on the joke and then there's aware camp that's definitely in on the joke and this movie is definitely in on the joke but there are some parts of it where i'm like did they mean that like the really intense gay subtext like was it <laughs> on purpose because like but i have to say that even when the, some of the jokes were getting like were getting on my nerves a little bit i was still enjoying myself watching it like that fucking running gag with the bomb was oh man it goes on forever too like i forgot how long it goes on it goes on for 10 fucking minutes and he keeps like running into the same people over. (laughs) and it's the same five groups of people yeah it's fantastic and i bet those actors are all the same it's all the same actors probably it's a benny hill sketch basically yeah. like yeah. it's craziness and like that's super that was superheroes back then i guess <laughs> yeah. like it's just crazy to me yeah, yeah so I, for me like i there are parts of it that are like undoubtedly classic and i'm like totally here for but i think that's only maybe about 50 percent of the movie there's a bunch of stuff here where i'm just like all right let's fucking move it along get on to the next thing like i'm i'm over this kind of thing there's a lot of shit this movie did not need to be an hour and 45 minutes fucking long let's be honest i was like when i first saw when i first like opened it opened the file was like wait it's how long i was like no this that can't be right like this has to be one of those files where like somebody's mistakenly ripped like 35 minutes of black fucking screen at the end of it or some shit yeah i thought the same thing i was like man the credits must be like fucking 20 minutes long on this movie because like it can't possibly be an hour and 45 minutes like and it feels about halfway through this i remember paul and i looking at each other like paul this movie's only halfway done like what the fuck yeah we were like we we had to check the the progress bar to see how far it had gone and we're like oh no oh no (laughs) yeah because it is it's like sometimes you're sitting there you're having a blast like the jokes are like watching adam west like faux make out with lee merriweather like it was so awkward and hilarious to watch i could have watched him do that for an hour just because it like yeah i fucking loved watching watching him like be seduced by her that scene was just classic the the two shot like right close up on their faces (sighs) and adam west you can just like practically see him jizzing in his pants yeah well being super uncomfortable and like not knowing what's going on while robin is looking on from the batmobile like oh i shouldn't watch there's some weird shit with them in this movie man that we got to talk about because like it's there's some questionable jokes and i'm like somebody knew like somebody there's no fucking way even in the 60s some of the stuff that comes out of their mouths like (laughs) was gonna get by everybody there had to be one pervert on the crew somewhere was like wait did you guys did you really mean? Yeah. Did you like what? Like, <laughs> oh, and we're just leaving that in. Like, that's okay. That's okay. That's we can get okay. Away cool. With that? We're gonna get away with that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna be over here in craft services because I don't give a fuck what the hell is happening right now. You guys just made the weirdest gay joke I've ever heard in my life. Wait, shh. Walk away. Craziness. So yeah. So why don't we? I mean, we could talk about the plot, but the plot's like. <laughs> what are you talking about, Mark? Plot. This yeah. is the fucking most right. amazing plot I've ever heard what, in my entire life. What, what was that word you just used, Mark? Plot. Plot. Yeah, I know, right? I'm not familiar with that after having watched this film. Excuse me. This movie was full of plots by nefarious, nefarious evil people, and I will explain the plot. 
Why don't you try and tell us what the plot is if you're so, so sure that there is one, Paul? <laughs> so, there was... Okay, so, there... <laughs> Off to oh, a good wow. start. Yeah, yeah we're doing real well. <laughs> yep. There is a captain of a ship who has created a dehydrator machine that takes the water out of things and can put the water back... Well, not put the water back into things, um, but keeps those things alive even though they've been reduced to ash. And so, the- and also has never heard of the Joker somehow? Yeah. Like, meets the Joker a <laughs> number of times and there's never, like... Just, aren't just you- thinks he's some fucking pale-ass motherfucker with green hair. Yeah. yeah just on a carnival cruise, like, full-on, like, <laughs> oh, is he one of the Cirque du Soleil performers? Like, how the fuck do you not know who the most, like... I mean, I guess... I, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, I guess the Joker's not like the Joker in this universe, you know what I mean? Like, he's not notorious. He's just another one of these fumbling idiots that hang around Gotham. Yeah. Because, like, we don't think of the Joker... This isn't the Joker we think of, right? Like, we always think of the Joker as, like, Batman's arch nemesis. This is way before that really became a thing. That's a... Denny O'Neill kind of later years mm. thing. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, this guy has no idea who any of these supervillains are. Right. <laughs> so four of, these, idiot. four of these idiots have decided to combine forces to get the dehydrator and take over the world. Well, and, let's be honest. Three of them have got together and hired somebody to wear a Catwoman costume. Because that's basically... <laughs> <laughs> She ended up being mostly the brains of the operation the near the end of the, yeah, the, end of the quote, movie. Mastermind. Yeah. While the guy who invented the thing thinks he's still on the boat because he's yeah. kidnapped by them, but he honestly believes that he's still in the ocean because like there's someone sitting outside with a fake, a bell, a bell and a fake backdrop. That's the shtick that I fucking love in these oh, movies. So is like good. when they. Do some yeah. like ridiculous like fucking contraption like that, and yeah. you're just supposed to fucking buy into it. It's yeah, full, it's full Looney Tunes, like full. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I mean. hundred percent. This is a cartoon, like live oh, yeah. action cartoon. You know what I mean? Like as that's soon as I up. saw that, I'm like, this is like, yeah, you have to buy into that. And if you buy into that, this whole movie is fucking great. You yeah. know what I mean? If you can just sit there and be like, oh, I get it. Cool. This is how goofy this is. It's a it's a Roadrunner cartoon, basically. Right. Let's go for it. That setup was definitely purchased mail order from Acme. Let's be honest. Yeah, full on. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, so now that these four idiots have decided to do this... Um, <laughs> So I guess Batman and Robin were went to find the boat because they were going to protect this guy because something bad might have happened. And yeah. so as they're pursuing the boat in the Batcopter after they've been in the Bat <laughs> everything, just literally yeah. every Bat, every fucking vehicle ever, the boat very ominously disappears in one frame because the special effects are that good and yeah. uh batman gets attacked by a shark and uses the bat shark repellent spray and, and it goes on for goddamn ever Holy like shit. he is like <laughs> just <laughs> getting mauled by that shark for a fucking hour like he should have no leg left at best yeah. he should have like be missing a leg for the rest of the movie no no, no. the jerk the shark was gently gnawing on his <laughs> leg it was like a leech shark it wasn't even like actually biting him it was just kind of attached just basically like, it's like sucking on a chicken <laughs> drumstick or something like that not quite oh, biting f- on it yet fucking just unbelievable. like yeah. getting the sauce off you know and they clearly, <laughs> clearly used their entire budget on that amazing shark prop that adam west 
chest was clearly holding onto with his foot so that it wouldn't fall off. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I wonder how many takes. Um, oh my god. <laughs> uh, and Two, then... Three days. Three days that shot oh, took, yeah. you know? <laughs> and only because Adam West was being a pain in the ass, too, probably. And nobody else gave a shit except for him, so... Yeah. But uh, we gotta go back to the Batcopter. That Yes. That fucking shot where they wheel out the back copter and they're like, it's a big fucking like obvious money shot. And like, yeah, they're like, they're wheeling it out. This, oh my God, look at this fucking thing. It looks amazing. Like it's supposed to be some huge money shot. And us in the audience are supposed to be there like fucking jizzing our pants over this fucking like. It's a mash copter with some fucking paper mache attached to it, basically. <laughs> this helicopter like, that looks like it's mostly made out of fucking PVC pipe. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 legit it's it's the same frame of helicopter they used for mash right it's one of those oh, vietnam yeah. like escape helicopters with some like crap attached to it is and I'm, I'm like with some shitty bat wings on the back. yeah some bat wings on it like i bet you that makes it harder to fly than it was originally <laughs> and it's either that or they just covered up they were covering up the two like patient lift pods and that's why yeah. they were so far out kind of thing that that had to be it yeah the the copter the best part is there's a like when when robin's running over he kind of ducks underneath the the strut that goes up to the rear rotor kind of thing. And it looks like he eats shit. Like he eats when he fucking falls and they just left it in the take and he gets his, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? He fell. Like, don't make him fall. But I guess you're just not supposed to notice. So, all right. It was hilarious. Yeah. I don't know if this happened before or after the ship disappeared, but um, Catwoman posing as a Russian woman. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it happens. That's throughout throughout the movie, really. Yeah, but yeah. like as the reporters, like they're they're doing a press conference, yes. and she asks him to take off his mask, and everyone's like, "What? How how could we ask Batman to take off his mask?" And he's all like, uh, "Excuse me, she's obviously a f- stupid foreign woman." <laughs> <laughs> So, give her a fucking break because she's. And I want to put my penis into her, like ostensibly, maybe. Like I'm not entirely convinced. I'm still not. I'm still not convinced he's he has any sexual interest in her whatsoever. Like just from the way they interact, I'm like, this is all an act. It feels like, and I mean, it is obviously all an act because it's a movie and stuff. Like, wow, this. Every time he goes in for a move, it's just awkward. The kissing. He doesn't look like he's ever kissed a woman before. I don't think maybe Adam West is just one of those guys who like doesn't kiss, but like it looked really weird when he was, was, when they started making out. I was like, oh, that's he, what the fuck's kind of, going on? His, his, he kiss? Are you kissing her chin? Why? Why? His jaw was like totally. His mouth is open, but his jaw was like clenched, clenched and, and tight. Yeah, yeah. It, he looked super uncomfortable, but it was something else. So the entire rest of the movie is Batman trying to figure out where they are and what they're doing and why they're doing it, and then it's just fucking wacky and weird oh and batman doesn't realize that this fucking russian woman is catwoman and he goes back and forth between like and he's definitely like encountered catwoman a million times before this to be fair it's not julie newmar anymore so i can understand why he's confused you know what i mean like that's a different woman (laughs) lee Lee merriweather is probably my least favorite definitely my least favorite catwoman from this by far well she's she's only in the movie and she's like I mean, she's attractive, but she's like not as entertaining as Eartha Kitt was. Exactly. She doesn't have the same camp value that, that either Julie Newmar or Eartha Kitt brought to yeah. this role. And then like also she's just 
I mean, Julie Newmar. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's about yep. all I'm going to say about that for now. I'm sexual, sure I got more. Sexual awakening. One of many. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hot in here, boys. I don't know. It's <laughs> hot. hot. But I did like, like I, I love all these other villains. Like Frank oh, yeah. Rush, like Burgess Meredith is the penguin is like one of Great. my favorite penguins. Cesar Romero is one of my favorite jokers. Frank Goshen's one of my favorite Riddlers. Like all of them are classic. I hope Frank Gorshin got paid double for this because he <laughs> is working fucking overtime. Like yeah. he is giving it a hundred and fifty percent, and then his package is giving the other fifty percent of like <laughs> it's. In, he's so intense at all times. It's craziness, and it looks like yeah. he's doing it all in a corset. So yeah, oh yeah, he's bound <laughs> up like. Ranks. Like just bound up to like within an inch of his life and just having a cocaine freak out on camera. <laughs> and it's awesome to watch. Like I love Cesar Romero because he's real goofy and like, Wah! like he's the, the most like, <laughs> loop de doo kind of joker yeah. you get, right? Like live action. And so you kind of get to the Hamill version, which is obviously him just kind of doing riffs on the Cesar Romero stuff. But like Gorshin's like the money for me. He's so manic and insane the whole time that you can almost see Burgess Meredith being like, fuck, give me whatever you're on. You look like you're having way more fun <laughs> than the rest of us. Like he's having a blast the whole time. I love, I like all the villains on this show. Like even when you watch the show and you get like Vincent okay, Price Egghead and, yeah. and like uh, King, King Tut yeah. and like these ridiculous, like insane villains that they had on the show i love all of them but frank gorshin's the best of the bunch that isn't julie newmar or eartha kid i don't know i still take julie newmar over eartha kid eartha kid's way more campy like she just mm-hmm. just chomps at every little bit of scenery she has mm-hmm. but like dear god julie newmar i'm sorry like i <laughs> i don't know i think i prefer caesar romero and burgess meredith over frank gorshin i like i love really? his, his riddler as well but i just i cannot to this day believe that they convinced Cesar Romero to dye his own fucking hair that color of baby shit green. Like how the, you really thought they you really think that was you really think that was his hair? Do you not oh, see the, yeah. no, that's the blatant hair. wig line that was really? there the entire time? Yeah, oh my god. We watched it in like on the 4K set downstairs and oh, I pointed okay. out, I'm like, look at the fucking wig line there. Like it's blatant and obvious. Okay. Also, that mustache is still there. Oh, the yeah, entire yeah. time that they you, you can so see awesome. that even I'm sure you could see that even in fucking 1966 on like oh, you could. TVs. Yeah, well, you could not probably see. There's some shit in here that does not hold up in high def at all. Like even I was watching it like on like a 24 yeah. inch monitor kind of thing. Like like fucking the receding hairline on Robin's stunt double. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, yeah, we pointed that out a solid half dozen times. Every time he's running, it's like oh man, I'm <laughs> like, like, oh, he's 45 running. Now. In the, yeah. boat. the boat was the worst where it's just like boom and you yeah. just see like skin it's just reflecting the sunlight out on the open ocean and you're just like oh boy even better is that like the next shot is obviously the rear projection shot of them doing it yeah. where nothing is moving even though they're on the high sea like robin's hair is not moving Pristine. at all and no staying perfectly still no wind i'm like that windscreen is doing god's work right now (laughs) (laughs) because a i can hear them talk to each other and b his hair's not moving an inch so yeah yeah, intense yeah the whole the whole opening of this movie is just like 
balls to the wall fucking wacky 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 the whole way through so and then like all of the fucking whiffs in the fight scenes like are so (sighs) noticeable when you're watching it like anything high resolution whatsoever (laughs) i bet you you could have saw it on a tv back in the day too like you could you could tell they were within maybe three feet of hitting him (laughs) yeah he was uh most of that stuff yeah they were just swinging wildly and stuff and it was hilarious so yeah good times i'm trying to think what else we could we should talk about when it comes to this so paul do you want to talk about like okay all the gay please yeah so funny (laughs) i guess this is my job uh, yeah as, as the resident gay <laughs> it sounds awful when you say it that way but i mean like as it's the, true so yeah. just go with it okay. as the resident dance robot dance gay yeah now, lean into it too that's good lean yeah. into it so i was watching this with mark and i was from the very beginning of the movie there's just something really off about bruce and dick 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 uh and there's moments where they're the way that they behave with each other just seems so off-putting and weird that it's just kind of like they have to be just fucking each other constantly like it's the only logic like they're just bounding up the stairs literally bounding up the stairs together excitedly like just and can can we talk about the fact like how how often they ride poles up and down all the time with a costume change included and if there's anything bigger (laughs) than a costume change i don't know what like seriously with the instant costume change lever I will give whoever Adam West stunt double is a fucking like little bit of credit because when he goes down and does it solo, he fucking switch hands it and like gets it from behind the back. Like yeah. he comes around the other side and hits it. I was like, fuck, man, that's that's some skill doing it that way. But yeah, the the quick change costume, I was like, man, that's the most fabulous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Why is the back cape not like lined with sequins at this point? Because it may as well be. Yeah. Yeah. The kitsch decoration on the back cave, like that thing, oh, yeah. that thing was designed by a flamboyant couple of gay dudes. And uh, one of the, a meticulously high strung one because there's someone went crazy with that label maker man cuz everything <laughs> like I I've been there, I know. Like, you know, you <laughs> just get into an organizational kick and you're just like I'm deleting grinder and I'm going to be productive with my life and then you've labeled everything and then what do you do? So, <laughs> and you reinstall grinder. I think what they did at that point is just decide to accent everything with red cuz everything's got a beautiful red accent on it. Like every little piece of gear has got like it's just it looks like like standard 60s like tv set stuff with a nice red chrome accent so that it looks like batman stuff and that's mm-hmm. how they batman everything is given a red like accent line or something like that or panel or whatever you have it's to have crazy. a consistent color story when you're decorating yeah. like yeah you know? yeah and that's and like this movie's great for that because it's just like magenta backfill magenta backfill dutch angle magenta backfill magenta backfill like everything's yeah. just like the same three tricks but like done differently in different spots yeah like the dutch tilts which we will talk about oh, probably geez. more when we get to like they're so, the. But they're so subtle. You yeah. barely oh, yeah. notice them. You don't yeah. even notice. You know what the <laughs> one thing that's really lacking from this movie? They do it once and Paul got really excited while we were watching it. They don't do the climb. The Biff Boff Bams. Well, well they only it. do that at the end, but I they know. only do the climb and the Biff Boff Bam stuff at the end, basically. Yeah. So you get like one good climb and one big, like, sock, fo- like, big fight with the special effects. If you yeah. can call them special effects, I love guess. love the wall climb. I love it so Because much. they clearly blew all the effects budget on the shark. 
Oh, it was the shark in the helicopter, I assume, must have cost them a small fortune to yeah. assemble with paper mache. And <laughs> yeah, hey man, they shot that helicopter actually flying at least twice. You know what I mean? Every other time they're just sitting in a parking lot somewhere, like talking to each other or what have you, pretending yeah. to operate the helicopter in front of a green screen or a rear projection screen or whatever. Yeah, those shots must have cost multiple thousands of dollars, hundreds, hundreds of dollars, Tim, <laughs> hundreds of dollars. This is the '60s. This is pre-inflation, man. It's like what it cost them like $65 to do that shit. You're paying everybody quarters, you know what I mean? Like half the staff is probably making like 52 cents an hour or some bullshit. Yeah. Like Yeah. You said I said something good, which is like the first time I ever heard you say that. Well, so like let's yeah. go into that. They were riding in the helicopter. The bat repellent sprays were all aquatic animal sprays yes. for some reason. Yeah. That not made no birds. sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, not birds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because this helicopter was obviously meant to do battle with sea monsters for some <laughs> What that means is he's got multiple of these helicopters that he fl- either flies over air or over land, right? No, just case, water, m- yeah. different cases of repellent sprays. He's got a bird one and aquatic. I didn't see anybody put a different case in there. It just pulled out a different helicopter. So I'm assuming he has a ocean-bound helicopter. Well, that's, that's, that's just like, shoddy editing. I mean, maybe. <laughs> But he's also Batman. He would have seen the extended cut. The Snyder cut. Yeah, the Snyder cut of this. The butthole cut of this. Oh, God. Oh, there's definitely a butthole cut. The the gaping cut. Oh, man. Oh, no. This is why Julie Newmar didn't do this movie. She was like, this is going to turn into a porno, and I do not want to be involved. Get Lee Merriweather. Get me away from this gay face. Lee Merriweather (laughs) is only there to, like, say, like, not in front of my salad at this point. Like, yeah, like... (laughs) The beard of this whole movie. Oh, my God. Literally the biggest beard. (laughs) In top to bottom cheetah print in that first scene when she's oh, like, yeah. she's the reporter oh my god i was in love from the get-go whoever was her costume designer oh my god props 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 <laughs> like i need an entire suit cheetah top to bottom if you're not doing <laughs> cheetah print you're not doing drag oh man that was a that lot. was there was all yeah her outfits were I mean, obviously, a lot of it was, like, kind of leftover from the TV show, because I'm sure I saw both the other Catwoman (laughs) wearing those at some point while I was watching it. But, like, yeah, they really had a lot of fun tarting her up in those outfits with this one. Plus, we were talking – I think the the one thing I noticed the most about her outfits were, like, the the crazy 60s bras. I was like, she's going to put somebody's fucking eye out. She's putting putting somebody's eye out with that thing. Like, eye is going out with that thing. (laughs) So, that was pretty intense. What a way to lose an eye. Yeah. Hey, man, I wouldn't complain. I just, you know, <laughs> again, would prefer Julie Newmore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Paul, yeah. Uh, we were talking about, you know. The gay. So, the okay. Gay. So, there's this one, the part where Bruce is in Catwoman's apartment and she's yep. pretending to be the Russian reporter. And Burt Ward's weirdly pained delivery about, like, oh, we don't want to watch what's happening with Batman. <laughs> it's, we're being modest, but there's like something weird about the me, way that scene thinks works. he does protest too much. A little too much. Like, he really <laughs> wants, like, I, I think there, there is. 
vibe? Did you not get Bruce, it jealous? A little bit. No, of it's Bruce, Bruce's Bruce's cucking the shit out of him at yeah. that point. Right? Yeah. I was thinking that he was doing like a, a bisexual cuckold moment, and it yeah. was just kind of like Robin was pretending not to be into it, but he was really into it. And then Alfred was there. Poor Alfred has got to deal <laughs> with this for the whole time. He's like, I don't think we should. What the fuck? Uh, you two, and you can almost—it's so old school that it's almost like a like an you're almost waiting for like an old school like what what would you call like YouTube chicken hawks or some shit like that like some awful yeah. like you know what I mean? Uh, no, yeah. Alfred's just sitting here like I did not consent to be part of this scene. Like <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> I did I did not consent to be part of this fetish that you guys are doing right now. Yeah. Expect- why, why did you guys make me wear this fucking mask just to drive you around? Yeah, you, yeah. you ex- almost expect Alfred in that scene to do like an office style like look directly into the camera. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> And actually, I bet you this movie would be like fifteen times funnier to modern audiences if you did have With everyone. So like, breaks. You you just no, but just Alan Napier. Like you just have Alfred <laughs> like behind them, like while they're bounding up the stairs. We're gonna go do this together, and then run up the stairs together. And he's just like, <sighs> except that Alfred's clearly in on the joke in that scene because he is yes. pursuing the horse-drawn carriage in the Batmobile, and Robin's driving to get five to drive. kilometers an hour. The best part is like no, everybody ignores the Batmobile. Like they're parked on the street, Alfred and this kid, right? And people walk by the car and are like, "Huh, that's just the Batmobile." Don't say anything to the people in the car. Just look at it and I'm like, "Well, that's 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 an interesting car," and then just keep walking. Yeah. So what the fuck? If I saw the Batmobile, I'd be like, "Give me a fucking ride." But yeah. what do I know? Grandpa and Junior on an outing together in the Batmobile. I don't know. It was, there's there's a lot going on. So it like, was, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the verdict in terms of Bruce and Dick, as far as I can tell, is like there are there's a lot going on when the camera's not rolling. Is all I can say <laughs> is that there's no way that Bruce Wayne and his young ward live in young ward. I don't like how and why and well yikes how could they get away with it with aunt harriet 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 Harriet. who's in like all of one fucking scene oh yeah why even bother (laughs) yeah and but they're like going off by themselves all the time anyway and it's like we were talking about um, how there are certain rules in the dungeon and that's what the bat cave is basically it's just there's sex dungeon and that's all and that's and i've weighed in uh, as the resident gay yes th- this is a 10 out of 10 gay moment possibly 11 <laughs> out of 10 gay moment frank gorchin's package puts it over 10 okay yeah that's he's great. there you go you're intense you're with that yeah, thing it's a lot yeah. And it is a lot. Yeah. So yeah. So that's kind of like I know like the plot just goes it, it go it just gets crazier and crazier as you go through it, right? Because like eventually they get kidnapped. Like they're on a date, right? There's Catwoman that whole fucking yeah. There's that whole fucking shtick with uh, the penguin trying to get into the bat cave to release oh, yeah. the oh. dehydrated henchman, and then fucking Batman just lets the penguin penguin roam freely in the bat cave for like, like an that's hour the too. Le- like, yeah that's so like the weird. least batman thing about this whole fucking movie is batman just being like no it's cool he can like check things out he can touch that that's no problem like no, what no <laughs> he's totally he's climbing up to the like the atomic batteries or whatever the fuck is going on <laughs> over there and he's climbing the ladder i'd be like get the fuck down here right now or i'm gonna break <laughs> your shitty penguin legs because I'm Batman, and that's what I do. Wait, not this Batman, not apparently. This, Batman. this is, Yeah. This Batman, like... Well, I always love... Because that's what I like about this. Like, he goes to police headquarters, talks to reporters. Do you <laughs> ever remember any other Batman who'd be like, 
yes, citizen. Let's do a press conference. Let's do a press conference. <laughs> Could you imagine like 90s DC Comics Batman doing a press conference? Or like, Christian Bale, like Christian Bale, Bale doing oh, a fucking press so conference. Good. We have no information about where the Joker is at this time. Yeah. Swear to me. Swear to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I, I love it. I swear I have no comment. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just standing behind fucking poor Gary Oldman, who's just like, who fucking scripted this? This is this is a terrible <laughs> idea. This is yeah. a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and out of the '66 Batman. Although to be fair, you got it's funny. There's a lot of parallels between this movie and those Nolan movies because like Batman's got to get rid of a bomb at one point. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, yeah. that's a thing that happened in this movie before yeah. it happened there. If I'm Batman and I'm running around back here, I don't care how this sounds. Like, I I just dropped that fucking bomb on the transphobic fucking Salvation Army band. Like, come at me for it if you fucking want to. But, like, here you go, guys. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. I was thinking, like, if maybe just the baby ducks. I mean, like, you've got a nice dinner afterwards. <laughs> the ducks are going to fly away when you throw it at them. So, like... Just yeah. throw it at the fucking ducks and let them fly away. Like yeah. they're gonna, because some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I, I, hey, but you know what? That's something Adam <laughs> that's, West and Christian Bale have in common is that they both had the a really hard take. time getting. Yeah, that's the camera yeah. take because he fucking looks at the camera and says, "That's like, true." Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. That's true. That's true. He does fourth wall break there, doesn't he? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then after that is when the penguin pretends to be that Schmidlap guy and the whole conceit of him getting into the Batcave. It's like, we know this is the penguin, but we need to test to make sure that it's the penguin, even though we know it's the penguin. Cause we need to get him into the Batcave so we can have these five goons and we need to get this plot rolling somehow. And so like, it's felt almost ad libbed like this, like getting a, a the- lot of this it feels pretty ad libbed in a lot of spots. <laughs> it like, the villains so are clearly like working from an outline in, in some spots while they're like going on oh yes yeah, yeah. yeah they were just kind of like okay you go you you're all in character do no buts just yes and just go yeah. just go <laughs> improv time it's funny too because like when you i mean this is like kind of nerding about it a little bit but like none of these none of these characters have any actual character to them like this isn't a joker that's actually the joker it's not like frank gorshin's riddler like the only thing that he has in common with any comic book Riddler is that he asks questions and is annoying. Like that's basically it. Like this penguin has, bears basically no resemblance to any penguin I've read in a comic in the last 25 years. Right. Like, like the supervillain kind of caca kind of shit, but like he's usually like mob boss supply chain guy in the books that I read, or like that's how they treat now, him yeah. in the Arkham games and stuff. Whereas this, he's just like average supervillain with pirate lackeys. Like, <laughs> I love the henchmen that are always themed in these in the show. But yeah, like Bluebeard that has literally has his beard dyed blue, dyed blue. That's just I love it. It's great. But like, yeah. But even like Catwoman doesn't like this barely. Like, would you recognize that as a Selena Kyle? It's just like a woman who meows a lot, really, and looks good in a leotard, which could be almost anybody. So yeah, yeah, just a woman in a cat suit. Yeah, yeah, basically. I like that the theme of the henchmen didn't necessarily match. It matched the plot 
rather than the actual bad guy. Like sometimes it would be like, oh, Joker's henchmen are like a bunch of clowns. But like yeah. in this case, like none of these guys are pirates. Why do they have pirate henchmen? Because this is the running gag that we have decided to go with this. Every single fucking pirate has to say ahoy hoy or whatever yo ho matey every yo-ho, single time he fucking yeah. talks. And it's just like, okay. It's like they have a combined improver slash henchman hiring agency <laughs> in Gotham where it's like unemployed improv comedians. Sorry, Christy. <laughs> who need extra cash can go work for supervillains, I guess. And they really commit to it. They're like, okay, Penguin's got like a nautical theme going on right now. So pirates guys like dress up as pirates you and like you have to yes and everything as pirates like that's your job is to just do everything as pirates because the show's the same way they'd have like a seafood theme thing and all of a sudden everybody's dressed as like fishermen or something like that and you're like w- why are all the henchmen dressed as fucking fish what the f- yeah it's not I, enough LSD in my system to deal with this right now, I don't think. so. That reminds me that there wasn't enough like elaborate traps for Batman and Robin to escape yeah, from. That's, that's what, something that I yeah. I missed from the original series. Those cliffhangers. Yeah. 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 Where like there's a like Batman and Robin are gonna get crushed by a giant mouse trap or like yeah. The Venus flytrap that's going to eat them. The giant overgrown Venus flytrap that's going to eat them or something like that. Yeah. There, I guess the bomb was the closest thing to like a how's Batman going to get out of this scrape kind of thing. But I, yeah, that's disappointing now that I think about it. Yeah. It's funny how this kind of like the movie issues a bunch of the tropes of the TV show. Like we, we talked about like they don't do the climb. They leave the climb once and it's very brief. And like the fight with the Biff Pow stuff is only in the last, last fight. Whereas in the TV show, every time they get into a fucking fight, it's Biff Pow, yeah. Biff Pow, Biff Pow. Um, and then again, yeah, like that cliffhanger stuff's kind of gone. We do get one climb where they're actually, the stun doubles are actually mm-hmm. climbing down the fucking built, like an actual building, not those like tilted uh, yeah, know, the sideways shots, shots kind of thing. Yeah. But, which I was like, that's, that's wrong that's not how they get down the building and i love that that's like how the fucking movie ends with the two of them just like fucking off out the window after they like ruin the lives of all these world leaders they're just like oh we're just gonna like uh sneak out the window here bye guys see you later yeah it's the most like rick and morty ending you could possibly have where he's just like ah close enough fuck it let's go and then he ties himself up to the little crank the hand crank to go out the window which would not support his weight by the way there's no fucking way that's supporting a grown man's weight and even that's not supporting burt ward's weight because he's got all that cock weight he's got to fucking support yeah, too. Like, like at least 20 pounds of dick weight there's, there's like yeah like easily the 20 pounds of just like back and forth there. scrotum fucking weight he should just use there. his dick to rappel down the fucking building <laughs> he, well, i think he did in a couple scenes honestly Honestly, because I didn't know where the rope came from, and it just appeared. It's just like this long. Oh, or or what did the ropes attach to in some of the scenes where it's like Batman just throws? It's like Spider Man the nineteen sixties cartoon where it's like, what are you swinging on? Clouds, like, yeah. yeah, just the clouds. Swinging yeah. on the clouds. Speaking of which, Mark, you will notice that Batman and Robin run down the fucking street in here like superheroes do, just like Spider Man. Uh. This is also barely a Batman movie, like you said at the beginning of this. I think you're wrong, Tim. (laughs) They just had to run to the United Nations. Oh, wait, the United World or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was, but that's, uh, yeah, I did notice like lots of pedestrian Batman. Lots of just like hanging out around people Batman, too. Like when the plane, like when the helicopter crashes, thankfully on that rubber foam. 
Like that was the the luckiest. That was was so good. It's just like, well, what do we got? We've got rubber foam. Well, all right. It's like the the writers were like, "Uh, how do we get out of this? I just put some fucking mattresses there. It's fine. Yep. And like the best part is, it's totally like it's it's so super blatant that they didn't even move the helicopter. They just threw the foam around the base of it and then forced (laughs) them to get out. And there's all these people just like so they just leave the bad helicopter in the midst of like a bunch of yokels in Gotham City who I guess are super respectful of Batman stuff because he's a deputized officer of the police in this. We're like, who does <laughs> press conferences and like, so hangs well out. liked. It's just really, amazing. I know it's, he's the most well-liked it's, Batman ever. Usually it's really like, disconcerting. Like, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. And especially considering Adam West is easily like the creepiest Batman. And I'm saying like, Oh yeah. There, like even more than Christian Bale in his most intense acting moments. Like there's something so weirdly off-putting about Adam West, which has been lampshaded in like other like if you've ever seen well, the beginning of Dro- guy. or the yeah. beginning of Drop Dead Gorgeous, yeah. where he's like, I'm Adam West, just brilliant. But he it's just when he's Batman, there's something just like, oh, I don't yeah. like it. Just stop. Well, like what I always get from Adam West is just like how intensely he is channeling Shatner at certain points in this movie where it's just like the most Captain Kirk-esque deliveries I've heard that didn't come from William Shatner were coming out of Adam West's mouth in this movie in particular. Like there's some of the scenes where he's talking to Lee Merriweather where I was just like, oh man, I feel like he's just doing a Captain Kirk bit from an episode of Star Trek that he watched last night. (laughs) And it's like now he's just doing it back on camera again. Yeah. I think those shows are basically contemporary, right? Like 66, like into the like 66 to 69. Frank Gorshin was the black and white white guys. Yeah. Yeah. Let this be your last battlefield. He did have Uh, Julie Newmar also uh, had an appearance in uh, the second season of TOS. So all these guys kind of showed up in that show. Burger Spirit also had an appearance, but he was under makeup at one point, I think. Mm. I think. That's See, the thing, the thing that always fucks with me with Adam West and Burt Ward in these is like when they're trying to figure out like some clue or riddle that's like <laughs> completely obtuse and makes no sense whatsoever. And then and they, they make there. that logical leap. And I'm like, how fuck do you have to be in the head to get from like this happened in the sea to, oh my God, it must be Catwoman. I just assumed that the Joker at some point poisoned the fucking water supply with LSD in this version of Gotham City and nobody ever caught him. So everybody's just fucking baked all the time. Like just flying all the time. Which actually explains everything in this movie. If that you just put that little bit of like continuity in there where like before any of this show happened, the Joker successfully tainted Gotham's water supply with a massive amount of LSD, like a MK ultra amount of LSD. (laughs) And that's why Batman 66 is the way it is. Yeah. Is because the Joker succeeded once and then he got so high on LSD. He forgot. (laughs) And things just kept going like that. (laughs) Yeah. And obviously in continuity, according to the Arrowverse shows, continued to be that way up to the present day. So that's the best LSD supply I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I want some. So let's do this. Yeah. And can yeah. I just say, I cannot believe that they let Adam West do a whole sequence of fight choreography while holding a live cat. It's intense. He's very good at it, though. Did you notice that he never missed anybody while he was holding that cat? Also did not hit anybody with that cat three or four times. <laughs> oh, my God. That poor fucking cat. There was no PETA 
obviously. No, no, exactly. like, no PETA supervision on set yeah. during this yeah. movie. No so. ASPCA yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking supervision on this set, yeah. for sure. Even at that point in the movie, though, I was just like, oh my god, let this end. Because, like, <laughs> I, that I, fight I, scene goes on forever, too. Like, holy shit. And before that, we had that fucking endless scene where the the bat boat, yes, bat boat is circling, and Robin is shooting the something cannon at the fucking submarine. Yeah, the death charges or whatever. Which nonsensical nonsense garbage. But it just (laughs) they did get tied up together once because they were on that buoy the one time. Remember, Mm -hmm. and they were like magnetized to it and getting shot at with the torpedoes or whatever. And like, yeah, but remember that's... because I made the really awful joke where I was like, I don't believe for a second that neither of them can. The, the reason why they can't get their belts off is because they're not used to doing their own belts. They should just go and try and do each other, undo yeah. each other's belts. Yeah. And they come right off because that's probably what would really actually happen. And that was the whole thing holding them to that buoy was just that their belts wouldn't come off. Yeah. And I was like, guys, <laughs> you have probably quick release belts. There's no way. You two don't have quick release belts yeah. in this version of Batman. So, like, what are you even doing here? What are we even doing here? Oh, man. It was, yeah. Like, some parts of the movie were not madcap enough. And then when things got too madcap, they just let things, they let the jokes run on too long. And they needed mm-hmm. to chop, like, a lot out of that fucking depth charge scene and a lot out of that bomb running scene. Like it was funny. Like when he kept running into those nuns, I was chuckling. I got, yeah, like, oh yeah, we were laughing. Like yeah. you're laughing. Cause it's ridiculous. And you're just like, why is this a Benny Hill sketch? Why is Batman a Benny Hill sketch? And you're like this, this version of Batman is Benny Hill basically. So yeah. But once I got into the last 15 minutes of this movie, I was just like, Oh boy, I've had like I don't know if I can handle this. This is basically what like five episodes strung together lengthwise, approximately. Uh, or five? Well, they would have yeah. been like twenty five, probably like twenty five, twenty six minute episodes back then because it's the sixties, right? They didn't so have like four episodes. Just four, yeah, yeah, four. like four. No, well, they could probably get five of it out of it because they'd throw like a two minute recap in at the beginning and then like a whole yeah. strung out like how will they get out of this scenario at the end kind of thing. Yeah, and yes. that was part of the charm of the TV show, right? Yeah, like it also doesn't overstay its welcome by like a half an hour either. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're in and out in 25 minutes for an episode, then you come back in two days and watch another 25 minutes, and then you're done for the week. Like you're not like hanging out for like an hour and 45 minutes in this like LSD nightmare <laughs> that mm-hmm. doesn't have Julie Newmar to look at in it. So yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, so like last thing. Uh, I guess like closing thoughts because like I don't want to sit here and fucking ram this thing into the ground because obviously we thought this was it does it itself it kind of does it itself for the most part well no it doesn't it basically it lands on some foam rubber and escapes unscathed completely <laughs> somehow. somehow I liked I do like the conceit of the hard water also I you know how the other reason I know it's so anticlimactic you know the other reason you can tell they were watching Star Trek though because they say antimatter like 14 times like they know what it means but it just sounds like somebody whoever wrote the script the night before was watching an episode where the enterprise ran out of antimatter or something like that and they was like oh fuck that's my answer to my batman movie when they disappear they turn into antimatter yeah. makes no sense of course at all but like yeah. that's just how we're gonna do it yeah whoever so. wrote the, this outline of a movie which it only was an outline was yeah. also yes anding the entire writing process yeah. just decided to just go no bad ideas guys just go just write things down and we'll string it together somehow it's fine 
it's i mean it it works and like we're and the funny part is we're still talking about it some like only because you made it 60 years later. That's true. That gun to our heads, basically. (laughs) Basically. Because we had nothing else to fucking do because, God, we're all fucking stuck at home. I was going to say, like, what else did you guys have to do that was so fucking entertaining other than (laughs) rewatch this? Yeah, this LSD nightmare that we got to experience (laughs) and now we get to talk about for an hour and a half ish. So I had a good time. I love these. So, like, closing thoughts, basically, as, like, I love these movies. Like, I love this series for what it is like if i'm in the mood for this kind of batman i'll probably watch brave and the bold now but like that's neither here nor there but i will go back to this every once in a while and like watch an hour so that i can watch julie newmar and whatever and that's basically the end of it so <laughs> like closing thoughts though like what do you guys like as a as batman fans i guess how does this hold up to you guys as like a Batman movie or as a movie period? Because like, does it hold up? <laughs> I am glad that Batman 66 exists. Now, am I glad that this movie exists? <laughs> I, it needed to, it did need to be broken up into episodes. And I don't know, like, it's just the charm of the TV show, even when it had a to be continued cliffhanger was that, everything was a little bit easier to chew on and like the running gags that existed throughout the show or whatever were a little bit briefer. Like I don't want to say edit this down completely because you want it to be kind of wild and manic, but at the same time, some of these ideas were like good ideas for maybe 10 seconds of movie. And they ended up being five minutes of movie. And you're just like, Ah, uh, okay. So I think that maybe this movie was kind of interesting experiment, but and I'm glad that Batman sixty six exists. But like, I'm I don't know if I would watch this movie again. Like maybe, maybe like if I was showing it to somebody else for a bad movie night, maybe. But yeah, I would rather watch the TV series. Yeah, I'm in pretty much the same boat. Like, I don't know. Like, there's my feelings for this movie are kind of like my feelings for Jane Silent Bob reboot. Like, there's some great classic bits in it kind of thing, but it just does not hang together as a full fucking cohesive anything, let alone film. And and like, I would I, I definitely have a lot more nostalgia for that sort of tried and true formula of the individual episodes of the Batman 66 series, which I do have a lot of nostalgia for said because I watched them like fucking probably multiple episodes a day when I was in like, you know, grade seven, grade eight or grade six kind of thing, like when they were on YTV. So, eh, I mean, this is a, a thing. It's, I mean, this is what always fucking happens when they make like a movie out of a TV show is like they try and do too much with it and then they overshoot and then it just fucking like big chunks of it tend to fall flat. So, well, you're also describing the Star Trek movie franchise to me right there. That's kind of <laughs> sad. Some yeah. of it. Yes. Some um, of it. Yeah. I have to say that this movie does multiple villains better than any other movie that I can think of uh, when it comes to like getting your top tier. Maybe it's just because Batman rogues are great, but hey, we saw multiple, like the Sh- Schumacher movies 
or Batman Returns. We'll talk about <laughs> we we'll get there. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. in the future. But like having four supervillains, but keeping them in a room together and having them play off of each other actually worked really well. And I thought that they were really fun to watch a lot of the time. Like the like, let's just try to out wacky each other. Like, yeah. I think that's my favorite part about this movie. When I go back and watch it, is just like watching because like I find Adam West and Burt Ward kind of boring as Batman and Robin. And unless you're really looking out for like, oh, wow, that was, did they really just say that? Because that sounds, okay, cool. I mean, th- that aspect of it is always there. But like really for me watching it is all about like whoever's guest starring as the supervillain, whether it be, you know, Julie Newmar, who I'm going to fucking keep mentioning because <laughs> sweet Jesus, or like Cesar Romero just cackling with his mustache and all that kind of stuff. Or <laughs> Frank Gorshin just, again, like Frank Gorshin's a fucking lunatic and I love him as the Riddler. So, yeah, like, I agree with, I think that's kind of funny, though, that, like, no movie has managed to put, like, four supervillains in a, in a movie together and feel like as cohesive a whole, well, as cohesive a whole as this movie ever feels like, mm-hmm. it's never because of the four villains that it's a mess. It's because it's a mess that it's a mess. Like, the four yeah. villains are actually the, probably, like, probably the best part of the movie, really, is watching those four actors, especially... <laughs> The three who know each other at that point, because I think Lee Merriweather is kind of new to the production ensemble. But like you can tell Gorshin and Cesar Romero and Burgess Meredith, like they know what they're doing. They know how to play off each other. Like they know what each of them are kind of like what their shticks are and they just go yeah. for it. They they know what this is. They are clearly yeah. in on the joke. Oh, yeah, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely in on the joke on it. So, And I think to Lee Merriweather's credit, she got there too. Like she was yeah, clearly she holds in, her own, yeah. She she does. I like I too missed Julie and Earth. No Halle Berry, let's fucking make that clear. <laughs> well, wow. Fuck. Do we have to watch that as part of this? No. Part? <laughs> no. Because then like we'd have to watch so if you have to watch every Batman tangentially Batman related thing to do a Batman movie fest, you're watching Catwoman, you're watching like you're watching a lot of shit, you know what I mean? Like we'd, like, we'd have to watch Suicide Squad again, for God's sakes, because Batman's in there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not making us do that. It's got to have Batman in the title, at least, which does have some problems later <laughs> on also. So. We, so when do we get to watch Mask of the Phantasm, then? Uh, between the Burton movies and the Nolan movies. So I know it, I know it comes before that. Like, it would come between the Burton... Actually, no, it would come... Burton and Schumacher, Between right? Burton and Schumacher. Yeah, it would come between Burton and Schumacher. But I figured we could... We'll use that as a... Well, actually, you know what? Maybe we will do it between Burton and Schumacher, because that'll be a nice breather. Because those movies... I bet you guys... Are, it's going to be interesting listening to you guys watch those Burton movies again, and we know those Schumacher movies are going to be interesting sits. So... Yeah. Maybe we'll do Mask of the Phantasm in between and do, like... It's a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah it's a palate cleanser. Because we know cleanser. it's good. We know we all like yeah, it already. Oh, man, that yeah. one's... That's it's like... Just... I still think that's the best one that isn't The Dark Knight, so... Uh, but... And it's certainly not quite the zany caper that this one was. No, it is <laughs> definitely... That's, that's the funny part, is that this is a live-action cartoon that is the most zany LCD trip, like, craziness that you'll ever get. And then Mask of the Phantasm is probably the most dour out of all of them that isn't one of the Chris Nolan movies, really. like Very true. Like the most grounded and kind of like whatever you want to call it out of those or of these early batch of movies that we're going to look at before we get to those Nolan and Zack Snyder movies eventually. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> so I guess that means we're kind of done with Batman 66. I definitely recommend that you go check it out. Maybe go watch the show a couple times. First of all, Julie Newmar. Second of all, the format works a little bit better, I think, in terms of like this Batman 
operating as this Batman. It works a lot better in the two episode kind of format. Compared small doses, to, small doses. Yeah, small doses, mm-hmm. basically, which is what you want from this kind of stuff. Of LSD, so I, small doses of LSD. You know, microdose it. Microdose, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So there you go. All right, so let's move on to our stingless segment, Geek Cred. And then we'll start with Paul this week. What's your geek cred? Well, I've been watching a lot of stuff and playing a lot of stuff, but I have to say that going off of the 1960s camp vibe, and I really want to recommend um, Russ Meyer's movies. You guys have to watch Faster Pussycat Kill Kill and Beyond, the Va- and Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm talking to our <laughs> listeners, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I've seen these movies multiple times. Um they are weirdly misogynistic feminist classics. Yeah. Where weird sits, man. Really weird. But if you need something to like bake your noodle for a little while because you're not sure if you love it or hate it, then Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, Mud Honey. Uh, there's just so many fucking weird movies. Russ Myers was a I don't know. He was insane. Like, and, but if you like camp and if you like movies that just don't quite sit right, but in that good way, check his stuff out. And hey man, get through your backlog or add more stuff to it. It's pandemic time. It's pandemic pandemonium. Just get through your shameless and and watch everything. Watch everything. (laughs) Tim? Mikey cred is a weird one this week because I told people uh, a few weeks ago that I've been sort of going through all my old burnt CDs and DVDs and Blu-rays and shit like that and uh, disposing them. Um, I'm going to pimp the place that is taking these things. It's called the CD Recycling Center of America. You basically can just send your fucking old disc to them and they will make sure that they are recycled properly rather than ending up in landfills because like the type of plastic that's in DVDs and CDs and stuff like that is not like curbside recyclable. So yeah, uh, if you have a bunch of those old things kicking around, then their website is cdrecyclingcenter.org. I'm sure they would take shit sent in from Canada. Probably. So yeah, if you have that shit sitting around, don't just throw it away. Send it there. Cool. So for me, uh, again, follow me on Instagram, MT underscore Willette. So you will know because prints are going on sale like at any moment i'm having some website issues so like we'll get there my actual geek cred though what i'm recommending go make something start a podcast write a book that you've been planning i was i had to force blake on twitter the other day to get started writing if you're a painter or artist or whatever pick up the paints pick up the pencil just fucking go make something you've got time right you can't watch tv or the news specifically 24 7 it's not helping anyone least of all you in your own stress level because i know i've (laughs) been guilty of that also or just gotta (laughs) turn reddit off right and go do something else so uh doing something creative will de-stress you and distract you from all this crazy shit and the fact that you're locked in your fucking house for the next infinity time i don't know how long this is gonna last so go distract yourself by doing something cool and then maybe when you're done you've got another thing to put into the world so we're not getting any marvel movies from now till the end of this bullshit so I'm sad that I'm not going to get to see Black Widow in May, but uh, yeah. go make something positive out of all of this. So Agreed. That's my recommendation. Either that or just go fucking play PlayStation until your goddamn brains melt out of your ears. I don't really give a shit one way or the other, because I'll be doing some of that, too. Stay the fuck home and wash your fucking hands, listeners. Yeah, really? Then that was like, You're stepping on my end here. You know, I, got, I, got, <laughs> I still got to do the spiel, right? So, yeah, so we good for the night? Like, that was us. So we're good 
for yeah. this week. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 191 of Dance Robot Dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do that on any podcasting app via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you have any thoughts about what we talked about tonight, which I guess is limited to the coronavirus and weird gay 1960s Batman, <laughs> you know, let us know. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast on Twitter at DRD podcast, or you can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. I've been here with my brother, Paul, who's downstairs. Good night, everybody. Yeah. And Tim, who is in Atlanta still, but is soon to be here. Yeah. Well, hopefully stay safe, folks. There is that also, right? Because <laughs> are you going to be able to get up here? <laughs> <sighs> who the fuck knows at this point working on it yeah all right so we will talk to you next week same bat time same bat channel smodcast.com wait no that's not that's not <laughs> us that's kevin smith that's somebody else i've listened to a lot of podcasts this week guys atomic batteries to power turbines to speed i just gotta make sure the keep crusaders will be able to escape this you have to check in same bat time same bat channel i gotta i, I should have actually looked up what the announcer says and just read it out but <laughs> close enough either way be safe out there guys wash your fucking hands wash your fucking hands you goddamn savages for 20 seconds with soap yep all that wash your fucking hands bye